Hi guys! Hey. Hi! So welcome to episode 33 of the Booked, Busy and Mind Your Business podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nicola. And my name is Finlay, your other co-host. So as you guys know, we've started our kind of business series now where we've been interviewing amazing black women who are starting really cool, innovative and aspirational businesses. So today we are joined by another amazing black woman who is starting her own business, um, doing her thing and just killing it. So today we have Beverly Isbior. Did I say that correctly? Isabor. <laughs> Nelly there. <laughs> I, was close. I tried. I tried. I was almost there. So um, do you want to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your business actually is? I'm so excited mm-hmm. about this business because I came across it on Instagram and immediately I was just blown away by how sick it Literally. is yeah, take go ahead girl cool um so thank you for inviting me um my business is called the Mia store the brand it's called the Mia store um which I'm rebranding which we'll talk about later but um yeah. it's called the Mia store and the product that I sell is a wig hanger so it's a wig storage I kind of interchangeably use it because it will make people understand a bit more better what it is about yeah. um, just because it's something that is not really common on the market um, and basically I do it um, I sell it in order to store wigs um, in a feasible way because I think a lot of us have wig for those that wear wigs have a lot of wig problems and mm-hmm. one of them is for example when you want to wear a certain wig on a night out but you have to kind of recondition it, rewash it because it's just not in the right condition, and yeah. it's because it's been stuffed in your drawer yeah. and or a like, bag, or a drawer plastic right bag, now. plastic bag, Morrison plastic, plastic bag. bag. That was my, you know that was the one. my one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. multi-purpose <laughs> plastic bag. You better so, you better get your usage out of it. They're like 10p a bag now. <laughs> like, I know. You still gotta pay for it. <laughs> so um I said that um I really wanted to kind of make a solution for that. And I thought about it since I think I first thought about it in 2016. So I'm the kind of person that as soon as I think of a business idea or something like a problem in society, I'd be like, I can make it into a business. So all yeah. my, well, most of, some of my friends know me for that. I would literally call them like, I've got this cool business idea. So I had that cool business idea <laughs> in um, 2016. Didn't release it until 2019 because obviously because number one, I'm the queen of, oh, I'll do this, but I won't do it. And, <laughs> it um, happens. it happens so yeah so that's how I kind of thought about it and that's really the mind behind it and yeah okay that's so cool was there like a particular moment you were like oh my god I can like turn this into a business was it like were you on like trying to get ready for a night out or you're just like oh this is long man why can't I just it was my mum (laughs) yeah she my mum is the queen of shouting at me so um (laughs) I, left, I leave my wig, wigs everywhere in the house like <laughs> I leave it on the sofa I leave it on the kitchen table anywhere you see it like it could even be in a pot of stew so yeah my mom was like shouting at me and I was so upset that day well you know when you just come like come back from 
anywhere you're coming from you're just not in the mood yeah, so yeah. when she did that I was just like oh, it's not my day today um <laughs> and then I just felt like I've got to start this um and then I actually start drawing it but then I didn't know how I wanted it to look like because yeah. I just knew that there's something in the market for wig storage because I don't like mm-hmm. mannequin heads because I just think they just take up so much space they're so ugly it's like yeah. Halloween 365 days of the year and it's just like they're nah, not efficient for like keeping the wig well kept as well that's exactly and you can't really travel with like it I have this well. den yeah in the way their head stopped <laughs> yeah exactly so, um, yeah exactly so that's why I was just like I'm just gonna change it up it's so amazing so how did you what was the process you went through to, to get it off the ground like um, I'm assuming that these are like bespoke made because there was nothing out there to, to, to kind of well work. there was but I, I added my twist to it so oh, okay originally in 2016 when I checked it there was nothing like it so I actually I think I still have the drawing but I actually drew what I would like it to be like what I would envision it to be like so it was exactly the design that I had now um but it was nowhere so I checked on eBay Amazon nothing like that on the market but I was when it was 2016 I think I was going to Norway, so I went on during my university um, years. <laughs> I'm saying it like it was ten years ago. It's just three years ago. Um, but when I was in uni, um, I went on a year abroad in Norway. Um, so what did I, you study at uni? Um, politics and international okay. relations. Okay. Okay. So it's nothing business related. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. I was quite young. I was just enjoying my life. Didn't want to yeah. be a oh, businesswoman. Right, right like, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't take it seriously. As soon as I drew it that week and I said, like, Oh, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I just left it to dust. So yeah. Um yeah. I didn't take it seriously until I left uni and I was like, Okay, as soon as I get a full time job, um, so a graduate job, I'm going to invest in this idea. Um then by the time I checked that, which is 2018. So this was um, two, so this was two years later from Yeah, from two years later. Idea. So when it when I originally thought of that idea, I I put out a poll on Twitter in two thousand and seventeen okay. New Year. So I was like, New Year, New Year, I'm gonna make a new business. <laughs> so I put out a poll on Twitter. I was like, Where do you guys keep your wigs? Like yeah. doing a bit of market research, yeah. and then people were answering like drawers, mannequin heads. I was like, Yeah, this is definitely a solution that I'm trying to solve. So um, fast forward to two thousand and eighteen, I said. <clears throat> I then said that I'm going to wait until I get a full-time job just to make sure that I have all the money in place to invest in it. And yeah, that's how it kind of came about. But then I bought it as soon as I got, I think two months after I got my job. So I got the supplies two months after I got my job. And then it was still in my house until December. So I I was so scared to release it because I was like, Oh, really? I'm like nobody in society. (laughs) No one cares about me. But um, yeah, that's how it came about. And then, so you, so you basically wait to get a full-time job and then you personally funded the creation and manufacturing of of the wig holders. Wig holders, yeah. You did that. <laughs> so remember so, when I said like um there was nothing like that in the market in 2016 when I originally yeah, looked. Yeah. So by the time I checked there was something on the market and it was literally that design. And that was just 
long. Yeah, but it just goes to show. But I think I'm I'm in two minds about this. It goes to show that once you have an idea, run with it. But it also goes to show also take your time with it because the time that I released it was the perfect time to release it because it was Christmas. People have never seen something like this before, even though it was on um, major platforms. Um, I think I added my own niche to it. So I just didn't get what was on eBay or because those ones are not actually good for your wigs because um, the, of the material that they use is that non is that woven material, which is really damp and it's just not really in great condition for your wigs. So I said that I'm going to kind of make it satin. So everyone knows that satin is amazing for wigs so, and hair in general. So I was like, okay, that's why I'm going to make a twist on it yeah so when you launched did you like launch with your own um website or did you go on like selling like marketplaces um um i launched on my own website so between the time um of june when i actually got the supplies in my house yeah um till december i was actually working on my website i think i could have realistically done my website in two weeks wow but I just went on Wix and I just huh I said wow how no I said wow oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sorry the internet is like Ooh. I know my um, internet's but... today yeah. oh yeah <laughs> sorry I think it's because okay. everyone's at home right so it's like yeah it's terrible <laughs> but as I was saying um what was I saying again Wix you created your website on oh, yeah. Wix so I created my website on Wix and then I was just doing it myself. Um, one tip that I will give to everyone, if you can't afford a designer, don't try your best to do it yourself. YouTube is for free. Google's free. Um, so I just literally did the website myself. So the current website is what I did myself. Um, the rebrand that I'm doing, I'm actually paying someone to do it. So okay. I can now afford to reinvest back into my business. So um, I'm paying a very amazing graphic designer um, to web designer, creative designer everything all around her to do my business um my rebrand sorry and yeah so that kind of shows the stages i did use my own platform yeah. but the thing that blew it was a twitter video um a video that i created again did it all myself yeah. edited everything myself um so i was doing youtube <laughs> i don't think it was i was just vlogging my experience in norway so i was just like hey the camera um <laughs> so after that i just dumped the camera and i'm not doing youtube anymore but um I did YouTube and through that I learned how to edit so that actually was very handy skill that I learned um to for it to become very useful when I was editing the content for my business so yeah yeah. I did that's where I came across you actually it was Twitter oh was it Twitter that you're talking about and I just remember thinking oh my god this is amazing and then I went on Instagram to see if you're on Insta which you were (laughs) (laughs) and then I followed um but yeah so how's norway i know this is like kind of off topic but i'm just it's really intrigued it is it's, to be fair it is yeah it's so one how, of those ones because you wouldn't norway like, think yeah like it's such a random place to go like it's, i know it was random for me don't worry so norway is actually a very funny story i think this is what actually got me a job so <laughs> <laughs> you told this story um, in the interview yeah, we said it. it makes people laugh so I love, much. I love a story in interviews. <laughs> um, so I went to, I was actually supposed to go to the Netherlands. So 
for the application you get to apply what like European country you want to go to so I originally chose the Netherlands Amsterdam who doesn't want to go to Amsterdam stay for a year um but then I wasn't actually wearing my glasses at the time I was wearing glasses and I accidentally clicked um Norway they 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 gave me a um I think it was the next term they said that you've been accepted into the University of Oslo Oslo is the capital of Norway and I was like where the hell is Oslo I didn't even know I'm so South London through and through I don't know anywhere past Bermondsey and then South people honestly (laughs) so segregated (laughs) South London Actually, I was in my own world, didn't care about the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where the hell is Norway? And my mum was like, she's African, so she's like, it's cold though, it's expensive, <laughs> you will suffer. <laughs> so I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? But then I just took the leap of faith and I was just like, I have to run with it. Um, but it was the best year of my life. I think everyone's always sick of me talking about it. I go there every year. Ever oh, so wow. What's so to- good about it? Yeah, um, I think it's just the peace you get. Oh, wow, okay. um, I think opposite, growing up opposite to London, <laughs> totally opposite to London. I think the peace that you get from Norway is just so calming because I grew up in South London, grew up in a very chaotic area, and to then go to a country where it's just you just walk with like feathers around you. It's just really nice. And it really made me a lot more healthier, a lot more conscious about the world we live in. And because um, Norway's um, a much more equal society than the UK. Mm. So it really made me um, more wary about how much homelessness is in the UK in comparison to Norway, um, because the state intervention that's in Norway is incredible. Um, they don't leave anyone behind. Not saying that it's perfect. There yeah, are people, but, it's better than, yeah. but you won't. You can never um, distinguish between a poor area or a rich area so if you look going to Kensington and Chelsea you would never know the Kensington and Chelsea of Norway basically wow so there's a lot of equity there yeah so everyone is quite well off and the people are just nice I made lifelong friends there um so it's just like my go-to pace I think it's going to be like when I'm married have children by God's grace I'm like we're going to Norway again for our cabin trip that's literally (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. That's that's so nice to hear. Such a refreshing story because a lot of, (laughs) I guess like people, for instance, like you, you've ended up going to a country that you would not have even thought to have chosen to go to. And it's been like an amazing experience. It's cold. (laughs) Yeah, we say it, but God's plan. He did when you were in Amsterdam, literally Norway. Norway was the calling. Yeah, it was because so much things happened during that time um, from a religious point of view, but also um, just how I see the world, how I am as an individual, how I treat others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I learned so much from just being in Norway. That experience. So, yeah, yeah that is the great. experience was amazing. That's so amazing. back to the business side of things, because yeah. I love Norway, but you know, <laughs> I love okay. hearing about this Norway stuff. And you know what? Now that you've said it, I feel like people would actually like hearing your experience you go like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah exactly what does it look like, like, like there's no place i could see myself going things to do in norway <laughs> exactly that but um what, back to business and stuff what would mm. you personally say was one of like or a few of your obstacles like when trying to start your business or even 
as you had the business like what was your obstacles Mm, okay so one of the biggest obstacles I think was starting um people underestimate how how hard it is to start Mm. um even though when I started when I released the product onto Twitter it went viral that same day but the process between June and December when the stock was in my house the fear was getting onto me I can't do this um was it it can I ask a question about that the fear sorry to cut you was it a fear of a possible failure failure is that Um, like because I think that's where a lot of fear comes from it's the thought even actually I'm going to take that back maybe it's not even failure it's what other people will think yeah it's judgment judgment from others Mm. yeah I think that contributed as well yeah but I've always struggled with confidence even though I'm a very it sounds right I'm very confident but I've struggled with confidence internally yeah so it takes a lot I would do my friends will need to give me a lot of pep talk like you can do this look how this person did that I'll need a lot of pep talk but I'm very confident you'll never know that I'm not yeah um confident um but it took a lot of confidence for me to really put myself out there because I think in this day and age we look at people with successful businesses having a platform so we never see the struggles of someone starting a business yeah with no platform yeah exactly we only see them when they have when they got yeah around them and they're yeah. sitting down like hey i saw this but they're never showing you the parts when they had no cells and that was another obstacle when we're speaking about in my like during the time of my business so while my business was going on was i went viral so quickly i was so on high spirits and it makes me sound very ungrateful but let me not say I regretted going viral because God has a reason for everything. But mm. um, I struggled when I didn't have a cell one day and yeah. I didn't have a cell for two weeks. Yeah. So, so it kind of set like, that expectation yeah. and then it was like, oh, what's yeah. going on? And then instead and of like the was... growth, it just went sh- and then kind of, yeah. Exactly. So if you see like the graphs on my um, inventory and stuff like that, it'll be like, phew, then boom. <laughs> then it's like, it's a little spike there but it that I, I noticed when I didn't put any effort into marketing, marketing. that was my next question yeah yeah um and I was really cheap even up to now I'm really cheap about marketing but that's why I'm rebranding because I just felt like um that my brand I wasn't a brand I was just selling a product and I want to be a brand uh-huh. I want to be a community-based brand. I want to include everyone into my brand because it's not only a certain demographic that wears wigs. There's hundreds, millions of people that wear wigs. So I need to attract them, but I want to know that it's for everyone. Um, So it was just more about making sure that I make the risks because business has risks and I don't like taking risks. I'm very... (laughs) I'm very laid back. I would rather not go than to go. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think that was one of the biggest challenges that I had whilst I was doing my business was just making sure that I don't get lost in the thought that I haven't had any sales. Like, for example, today I haven't had any sales, but I'm not faced by it because I had a good four weeks straight um, of sales it doesn't mean that I should be complacent about it but it just shows me um it's a learning curve that I know what I need to do to make sure that you're playing the long game basically 
it's yeah, so that's a really good point that you made about the distinction between brand and a product because brands can live on forever even past the founders um mm-hmm. it's what people buy into and then it allows mm-hmm. you to diversify and have like lots of different other products as well exactly. so in terms of like so you've kind of touched on touched upon it a little bit but how difficult or it might not have been difficult for you has it been being kind of like is this your first business I'm assuming as well no it's my if you count the count the um, <laughs> selling of chocolate in secondary oh. school oh okay you were one so you, you were you that, that I was a shutter oh, I've, I've seen you a chocolate shutter so this is my way <laughs> But do you know what is bad? Because I used to spend that money in Morley's after after. after oh, you know what? It, you're South London through and through. She is through and through. She said, I sold chocolate in secondary school. I had a whole visual image. I knew what she meant. I was the JD like, bag. <laughs> like hallways, outside in the playground, in the corner with the herd. Like, move, man, don't make it bait. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stop standing in the circle, don't make it bait. <laughs> literally that was me so that was my first business if you want to count that um my second business was actually it was so crazy um i was selling trainers so i don't know if you guys remember oh so you were you like flipping trainers like oh no i've got it wrong (laughs) sorry Um, no no (laughs) no i was basically um there was these trainers um they were all red and they had the american flag on it nike as i don't know if you guys remember oh no i don't no i don't they were so popular when i was in college um but yeah those trainers were they they always sold out very quickly it was very hard to get so i then was going i went on aliexpress to go and look for something else but i then saw those trainers and they said that it was nike they said everything was okay i got it and i was like i then wore it and then everyone was asking where'd you get these trainers from i was like i'm not telling you (laughs) because you know where you want to be original so yeah I, i deeped it the nigerian in me was like no you can make this into a business. So <laughs> I then started selling it on eBay and I started selling it to people. Some I think I sold it to some people in my college, but I'm, I was mostly selling it on eBay and I was making racks. Like, Is I was it? so much money, yeah. Bro. Until you've somebody... got business in your blood, literally in through your... and through. You've <laughs> got, got it. You've got it veins. running through your veins. Literally, <laughs> your organs, <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, what's what's it? Sell it to <laughs> I was making the racks until somebody reported to me oh, on eBay to say that they're fake trainers. I was like, damn you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, damn you, because he came for collection and he went to freaking Nike school, the Nike oh. school. And I was like, oh, it's real. Then they said that, no, it's not real. Then he then reported me on eBay. Then, yeah, it just stopped from there. <laughs> so I didn't continue after that point. But I was very content with the profit I made. Um, <laughs> And what's it called? Oh my you, gosh, why is my mum interrupting me? You started you, you, you selling the 99p shop. Tell her. No, you haven't. She started selling the 99p shop. I'm she will go and buy one pound something. No, and she will go and sell it 10 15 I will tell them. Mom's on the podcast. I will tell them. She started with 99p shop. I did because of that. I deported that to Nigeria. Because the... 
She's too like money. You know, Nigeria, she's too like money. Mother. <laughs> no money. I will tell them. Mother, let me tell my mom off. <laughs> I love you, mom. She's hilarious. You heard it first. She said I sell I started from the 99 P store. So that's yeah. when I was shot in the secondary school. Yeah. So um yeah, that's I was making so after that point I just didn't do it. So um I think I start I tried to start a milkshake business in university and then I just couldn't be bothered because there were so many logistics to it in terms of yeah. um, making sure that they're fresh because they're cold, they melt. Like, you've got yeah. to make sure food and... It's like, hard when it comes with food as well. There's a lot of, like, restrations and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I just left it. I did the whole launch party. I had a barbecue in uni and I did the, like, hey, guys, come taste my milkshake. And I used the same blender that I used for rice and stew. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, these times, oh, you're on your spirit, honestly. Like, like, living as well. <laughs> oh gosh it's crazy but and yeah. then and then was that the business before the we Mary the Mayor store yeah yes. yeah oh amazing so in terms oh, of like sorry go on Finn I was just gonna say because it's like basically touching on it so you said that one of the obstacles you had was fear how did you then because we never really spoke about that how did you then over like personally overcome fear um I think I had to, I actually sat myself down. I literally remember me doing this, sat myself down and I said, you drew this regard, because I think my biggest fear was that Amazon have something, let's say similar, but I needed to always remember I have my niche. Like there's a reason why I made it satin. There was a reason why I actually drew it. And even though Amazon has come out with it or whatever, I need to remember that, um, there's something better out there and there's always a market for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just needed to remember that I am very creative. Like I'm, I will call myself a very creative person. I don't, I don't, I don't put it out there as much as I should, mm. but um, I'm you very are. creative. I know how to think on the spot quite quickly and just kind of do anything. So I knew that marketing was a very strong, um, asset that I had in me yeah um to really put it out there and I knew that for example um when I released the video on Twitter I knew that if I show a picture of it people are probably not going to be so um engaged with the content because yeah. they can't they don't yeah. know what it is they've never seen it before they need to see how it works yeah so I, w- I literally took I think I was speaking to my friend how should I caption this on Twitter I need to make sure that this this tweet will go viral yeah um but I did when you speak into existence, but there's a little fear, 99%, like that 1%, it's like, hmm, you can't do it. It's not going to work out. Yeah. That was in my head, but I was like, no, I have to make it go viral. And um, I think once I released that tweet and I saw so many people being so responsive to it, I was like, okay. Yeah. People- so it did take other people to kind of validate, like, yeah that is business though like you business relies on the validation of other people if other people don't Mm. want it it's not gonna work so yeah not gonna work that's true that's so amazing that's so amazing um so sorry go on no 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 no, this time (laughs) no i was just gonna i was gonna say that is really good but no you (laughs) ask a question (laughs) so i just like what because 
I wish we touched on it a little bit before in terms of like um business owners and like on social you just see the um rags to riches but then you don't really see the in between how mm. difficult has it been kind of being a, a business owner this time around like is there any advice or anything you kind of wish you knew before um that you know now like hindsight's a great thing yeah. <laughs> isn't it um because a lot mm. of work goes into it and I, I think a lot of people don't realize how much work actually goes into it and how much sacrifice as well like this is bootstrap so you self-funded this so even having to save that money and use it that in itself is a sacrifice as a young Mm. yeah I think one thing are you talking about in terms of covid or um in in general general, like um because I guess covid the pandemic has been another phase for business owners as as well where it's been Mm -hmm. difficult I guess um I think um, one thing that um, I would definitely advise to people is that don't feel like it's never enough. And this happens when you compare your website to somebody else. For example, this is an example that sells a totally different product to yours, but you're still comparing like, no, I want it to be like this. I want, but why are you comparing? Like, it just doesn't, you have to literally go off your own back and really work out what you want for your business. Where do you see your business in five years? Um, I knew, for example, I didn't see the Mia store happening in five years. That's because I didn't like the concept of the Mia store any longer. And I can't work under something that I don't envision going very far because it's just a waste of my time. So that's why I said I'm going to put so much money into my reinvestment and my, um sorry, my rebranding and making sure that it's up to scratch. So you have to also think for yourself, don't allow people to take opinions definitely yeah. take opinions a lot of opinions have helped me to this day even when the process of me getting my product i was always texting my friend what do you think of this design what do you think of this logo yeah i was definitely getting opinions but i was definitely going on my own back um so that's something i definitely learned um and just knowing that as i said before you can do things yourself if you put the work in you have to show you don't have to i think one thing I didn't want to do is be that I'm not say a typical business owner but that business owner that would just come on and just show the 500 parcels without really showing the proper growth of the business and I'm not like even when I sold out I actually forgot to tell people that I sold out because I was just so on getting new stock I wasn't so bothered on because I needed to keep up with demand I needed to like just do something to make my business grow more um and I think don't look at social media into to validate to a negative like how it should make you feel as a person yeah I don't know if I'm making sense yeah. but yeah you make sense of how yeah. you how you look to other people in terms of you're trying to prove yourself to other people mm-hmm. you shouldn't be trying to prove yourself to anybody when it yeah. comes to business you only be trying to prove yourself because um unless you're trying to get a very big investment fund then definitely try to prove as much people as you like <laughs> but <laughs> um 
I think it's mostly about don't do it for the look, do it generally because you want to make a profit. And yeah. I noticed that I wasn't actually making a profit in the first couple of months. Um, I didn't do the background stuff to a business, which is making sure that you keep aside 20% just in case you get taxed. Yeah. Um, for the corporation. Like just doing all, I don't know if you guys watch Patricia Bright. Um, yes. Yeah, and sometimes. he has a platform called the Break Platform, yeah. and she literally talks about all the behind the scenes work of a business. Yeah, and that's what I started focusing on. Um, I started focusing on what I need to do to actually build my business, not just be. I don't want to actually hold up the passwords. I don't want to go to the post office any longer. I don't want to do none of that. <laughs> I want to literally go to a warehouse and say, "How is inventory going?" or check it on my computer and keep it going so I can move on to the next step because I think with business you just need to make sure that you're always 10 steps ahead of what you actually want to do. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's what my kind of when it comes to the riches and I think a lot of people don't realise as well, like, when you launch, you don't make money straight away. That's a good point. Um, mm. A lot of people expect, oh, yeah, I'm going to launch, I'm going to make all this money. But it's like, no. <laughs> Patience. It's patient. You have patience. to you Marketing have to probably as well. Yeah. Build up to that. Marketing takes a lot of patience. Because so, sometimes you have, like, a, um, for example, you, you'll put out a tweet or an Instagram post and it'll get two likes. <laughs> Yeah. they'll be like oh, that worked for nothing but keep on going keep it's on true. going because somebody it just takes one person i love twitter as a platform because it just takes one person to make your whole tweet or business just go viral so um i would definitely say try and use as much social media platforms as possible don't only go with instagram yeah, um because definitely. instagram is very hard to build i i think personally i think twitter is much easier especially when you have a niche for your business Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Instagram and Facebook have made it very easy for, or made it very difficult for businesses to get reach mm. without paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay for it if you want. Unless you've got, unless you've built a community or a following mm-hmm. prior to um, this like algorithm, um, it's it's going to be very difficult. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Very. So in terms of like, obviously the, the, the most recent wave of outrage from the black community and like um, the black lives, the well, reignited black lives matter movement now um, mm. and all the kind of focus and uplifting around like black owned businesses. Have you seen like a major impact from that on your, on your business? Um, has that? Um, yeah. So I think people are more aware of it. I think, I don't know, UK, oh, how am I supposed to say this? You don't so, say it however you want to say it. So don't, be, UK, don't try and be Yeah, don't try to be nice. Yeah, this is a it. raw and unfiltered. <laughs> we say it how it is. <laughs> so UK Twitter is very different from American Twitter. Mm-hmm. So American Twitter, I think it's because they have two different, we have two different lifestyles. So yeah. the culture American culture, period. yeah. America is a very much... Um, consumer friendly um culture so they buy anything yeah that's why merch and i think influencers have also spoken about this that it's very is much easier for influencers to sell like t-shirts or whatever because 
their supporters will always support them, yeah. regardless yeah. of how the quality is. Americans, aren't, the Americans aren't haters, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Let's say no, how it is. No, do you want to do that? I don't think I'm UK. joking, I'm joking. I'm being controversial, I know. I'm no, just actually, playing this. <laughs> actually, you know what? I'm going to take what you said in a joke. I'm going to actually put some truth to it. I do actually personally think, growing up and stuff, we've internalised a lot of like things which has not allowed us to be able to like outwardly and just fully support people because of like the way we were raised like if you're like overly excited for someone people would be like oh you're such a beg or yeah you are snicking this person where sometimes it literally just is genuine support but people will be like oh you're such a beg why are you begging with the person no i just value what they've done and the (laughs) contribution they have made (laughs) yeah yeah it's just the comparison of the two i think both both are like black people when black people in the uk want to support they will support but it does take them a bit more longer it has to be a major thing to happen before you see mass support (laughs) going on although when i when i brought out my business um when i launched it didn't there was so much support, but actually most of them came from America because when mm. you looked at my cells, 60% of my cells were American cells. That's so right. it was really um, a lot of um, Americans, black Americans are very, very, very supportive. Um, but UK people are equally equally supportive, but in different ways. So it happens mm. at different moments. So I think um, there are differences between them, but overall, I think the movement definitely benefited in terms of getting my name out there. I'll be very honest, I didn't get um, massive sales, like I didn't sell out from yeah. the whole thing. But I think it's just because people have seen my product before or, um, yeah, it just, like, if it's not for you, probably you're just not interested in your product and that's, that's perfectly that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not every business, like, upscale. And I feel like one thing we... Ne- need to do is um once we get that support so one thing i made a mistake on when i went viral the first time is that i didn't have a follow-up so mm-hmm. i just like oh thank you for that. i was just doing orders i was just so overwhelmed by it to be honest because i didn't even have a business account didn't register my business i was just so overwhelmed by and it's support. just you isn't it it was just me yeah, so yeah. um at that point i didn't build on the support that i got so this time, anytime I go viral on Twitter, I make sure that follow me on Instagram, follow me so you can always keep in, yeah. like, in touch with what I'm yeah. doing. Um, and I don't want this to be a thing where on a business side of, um, point of view, um, I don't want it just to be just put your name under different threads and then just that's it. Those are the cells that you're going to get. Literally build on those especially you've got a contact list now of all the people that have bought from you word of mouth i say word of mouth is stronger than um viral going viral i've always word of mouth has helped me so much because you'll be like oh somebody told me about your product and you see 10 orders like yeah it's just word of mouth i think is more stronger than actual going viral to it helps but you need to build on your business being offline as well yeah because yeah. people need to recommend you and this then feeds into customer service making yeah. sure that trusted that you, yeah trusted and all this kind of thing if there's a for example i don't mess about with my customers. I think it's because I worked in Iceland. So I'm like, hey, do you want a bonus card every 10 seconds? Um, <laughs> but I'm very much, I know how to treat customers and they're buying from me by the end of the day. Um, and I, if for example, somebody's post got lost, 
I know it's a cost on my business, but I actually have a compensation um, thing with Royal Mail, so I have to take it up with them. But my customer concerns, okay, your person that come, I'm gonna send you a new one. Um, yeah. Obviously, you do a bit of investigation, but yeah, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. Just make sure that it's nice and proper, yeah. um, and that's building from then she even though she didn't get her parcel on time she would still tell someone to buy from me possibly because she knows that I'm actually exactly so you need to also build on your um your following or your new like popular um business I'm not I'm nowhere near amazed like in terms of my growth I'm nowhere near the goal I'm literally a bit I just literally hit 1k the other day so it's just um but yeah I was, it took me a long time it took me seven months to get to that point do you know what I mean so um I said once I go viral again which I went viral in another community called cosplayers um yeah cosplayers like people don't know what that is I right? don't you, you don't, don't. <laughs> let me not let me not let me not even be surprised I say I don't because I didn't know the way were, you two were just like both at the same time <laughs> no i don't I'm gonna i didn't know who they were i didn't really know who they were gamers so. and like people who like anime, anime. and stuff why would exactly. i know that i don't like that <laughs> sailor moon look she's like <laughs> oh, okay i don't feel so but, bad now. i knew about <laughs> them so i've seen them before like um like when they go for their conventions i didn't know it was mm-hmm. even a convention but i've seen them dress up and i'm just like these people love the movies i think oh I thought yeah they were going to the wigs stars. okay yeah, yeah, yeah they wear wigs, costumes yeah, yeah. So i was thinking how is that linked to them oh okay get it because i remember when i was younger i was like it's not halloween and what they were actually is cosplayers so now it makes sense um but they obviously have loads of wigs and they discovered me and ever since then that was actually fueled from the black lives matter movement yeah so that was beautiful but one thing i didn't i don't know i was so conflicted i'm gonna be real i was like i don't want to benefit of someone's death like do you know what I mean because this is all coming from someone's death yeah and I'm here promoting my well I didn't actually promote as much I think I promoted when it kind of like the tension was a bit less yeah but I definitely was very reluctant in posting. Um, I tried to make sure that I was putting out messages. So because of the new followers that follow me, they're obviously from um, a mixed background. They're not all black. Yeah. And I just really wanted to put, like, make sure that I was balancing it because it was the same. Everything that we're going through, even the whole Black Pound Day, everything is coming from a death, unfortunately. Yeah and um the support is more like hard and sometimes it does unfortunately take um a sacrifice for people to kind of open their eyes and see that we need to change something Um, this is not the first time black lives matter has happened like in terms of the widespread protest but now it's actually more bigger than before because last time you didn't have white man marching with you like you had a few yeah. You had the few selective few, but now you they come out in mass because right, I think allies, yeah. the video itself kind of should because I think everyone like heard about it or saw yeah. it in the newspaper. But to but see more, it, no, to see true. it visually, yeah. just got another level of anger. So I felt like even me seeing that footage, I was like, I don't. I haven't benefit. watched it. I've seen clips. Mm. 
I watched the whole I thing. The I was thing. so I, I was so angry. No, yeah, day. I've watched the whole thing as well. Like I wasn't going to. The, th- the worst thing is I wasn't yeah. going to, but then I did. Did um, yeah. I think I the thing like which I would say is important for your business and a lot of like black owned businesses is that you shouldn't see it particularly as like a thing where you're benefiting off of like someone's death and like of a mm. movement because at the end of the day, although we are and everybody is campaigning for. Um, George Floyd and all the people who've been victims of mm. like police brutality and like just murder just in general um, yeah. it's mainly as well it's it's brought up a lot deeper issues like systematic issues. racism so many other things so what it is I don't think it's you benefiting off of the person's death what it is is people wanting to actively support people who otherwise what in times that support? aren't like now they would mm. have been overlooked people would have not put as much like trust or just put any type of like um like light onto their yeah. business yeah like you deserve it at the you end do. of the day people mm. people who start businesses they work hard yeah. they thought about it they work hard they and execute it's hard to execute like execution is hard. the key mm. yeah so i think it's good that now is a moment where people are starting to realize this like you said i would have never even thought of that that didn't even cross my mind that cosplay like people from cosplay would benefit like solely from your product Literally. but as you said it and they found it because of this black lives matter movement it just makes so much sense and they probably yeah. wouldn't have had it not been for this current situation yeah i definitely yeah i definitely yeah, hear you that because i've tagged a few cosplayers but I didn't know who they were because basically um, I used to do this thing. It's a marketing strategy of mine. Um, but I just used to find cosplayers, or well, not cosplayers in particular, but anyone that wears wigs. And then I would be like, hey, here's my product. Check it out. But obviously I didn't, I know I've tagged a few cosplayers, but I didn't think of them as a whole market. I didn't know how big they were. I knew there were a couple of people that love like dressing as costumes, but I didn't know it was a whole damn community and they're so lovely as well so that even adds a bonus to it i think everyone not everyone but most people in this world have the heart to do good but they just don't know how to utilize it and i think this is another thing when we're seeing people how to use your privilege i don't think a lot of people knew how to use their privilege um so i think all these things are coming to light like you always have how many things did i repost during that period of how to use your privilege how to and even a, i've got quite a few white friends as well and a lot of them were messaging me a lot of them were talking to me and that's the manual work even though we're friends we don't really see well we don't really speak about race in a yeah. way that is a deep conversation because yeah. we just go out for brunches get drunk and yeah. do anything we want. Well, it's always um, light yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, always, a, it's yes. a fun time it's and a sociable fun time. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sociable um but we've never like delved deep i've now spoken to some of my friends about race issues but it's never been to this level and um because I, I feel like a lot me- of the time sorry a lot of people are just like oh yeah yeah they're aware of it but because it's been shown in such a horrific way and like um it's just been magnified that and do you know there's no way to that? you can't not see it like it's there mm-hmm. so whatever you, do you thought helps do you know what, sorry to cut you off but no, do you no, know no, what no, people seeing that where it was not only george floyd but it was also the woman before that did that whole in central park I oh yes with the, the guy who was um just watching that yeah yeah, yeah. Her, but recording her yeah, wow yeah. 
she was saying that I'm, erratic yeah that really showed what privilege is. Yeah. So yeah. I think you had what is happening. I think it was like, I don't even like visually putting it into perspective, but you had something that shows privilege yeah. and also shows the impact of privilege. privilege yeah. yeah. The police thought that they will never, even though he was doing it on camera. Do you know how deep it is? You yeah. were doing it on camera. Yeah. She broad was, daylight. Like, she was calling the police on camera because they know that they won't get that's what privilege looks like so i think a lot of people um then started seeing that damn this is deep like i've got black friends do you mean to tell me if i was on the road that my black friend will have that will happen to my black friend or that will happen to my mate um or just even if you don't have a black or a black or a mixed race friend it's just human, human like, level, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just human level. Like, why should that happen to someone just because of the color of their skin? Yeah. So yeah, um, when we're relating it back to the business, I just didn't want at first I didn't want to kind of associate myself with um black capitalism benefiting because mm-hmm. I'm a very big and I have a business, but I'm a very big critic um critic of um capitalism in general because it does damage um a group of people which do fall under the back black category just because we have the jay-z's and the p diddies in our world doesn't account for <laughs> the amount the of black the people. margin that's, that's the, the margin. one that's the one percent of the margin the top one percent <laughs> like 0.2%, 0.2%, not even one percent is not only that i actually on facebook just today in fact it saw that exact thing what you're explaining now someone was literally like there is no no race bias because what about oprah what about Jay-Z and, They're and I was literally like oh. I was like you literally can only name like five of them mm. and there's so many of us in, this is, in like America and the UK and you can only name like a handful this is why it's so important and all all artists and stuff. <laughs> yeah this is why I'm so for um supporting black businesses in the black community because Capital, capitalism has been the thing that has affected us and part of the reason why we're oppressed we need to circulate mm. the money in our community especially in the beauty industry we spend something especially stupid like nine industry. times more than any other yes really nine times more than any don't other get me nine times black more, women in particular so really and truly we should be moving that money that we're giving to businesses that don't respect us and are um, ran by people who don't respect us to our own it's true and circulating that many Listen, Nicola, when i say that i've always, i think i've made like three tweets nobody's paying attention to me but i'm still going to be tweeting up to this day yeah we need to own we need to buy into our hair shops that is yep. where the money is at Serious. there are people benefiting off our hair our beauty products and they're not reinvesting back into our community. That is the problem with capitalism. Yeah. So you have, and do you know what? The black-owned hair shops, they're not as far off from um, the Asian hair shops. And they are, they sell mostly fake stuff, if I'm being very honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I've bought I'm fake, sure. got to be um, blue from them. I've got, I've got so many things that are fake from the Dudu Sun soap that is meant to be the best thing for your skin. Hold on a minute. the worst thing for my skin. Like... <laughs> That explains a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, they water. No, down no, 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 no. That explains so much. Because I even have if, to... If I show a close-up into my face, I don't know if you can see it, but basically my face is very discoloured now because, because of that of the, so. so I have different 
colors on my face because of that soap i stopped using that soap because and what i noticed is that in the original packet so when i went to the asian hair shop the original packet will have the um it's like the pla- the extra plastic the extra plastic still the tight thing the little but it went plastic. but when it started getting popular it was just a bare soap ah so <laughs> what happens so what happened? Like, did they just think it was a waste of time? Was waste, waste, waste of manufacturing costs? That's what happened in their minds. Oh my and god! And they're selling it in 90p, 70p, even some shops. Do you know what I mean? So I had to really think about it. Then when I started again, I had a magic, and this was this actually happened in Norway. I had a magic reaction. Yeah. My skin was just so disgusting, and then. Um, yeah, I just d- then started noticing that nah, they're actually selling fake products. I didn't believe it before because obviously it's cheap and cheerful on the student. But we need to start taking care of ourselves because number one, we don't know what we're putting into our hair. We don't know what yeah. we're putting into our bodies. I started noticing that my hair is actually much more healthy now that I started buying from black-owned hair. Really? Like, <gasps> so much. I use Innocent Hair Care and her products are so organic and mm. so beautiful oh gosh my hair is so much and i had like a problem of shed um, shedding in my hair i've used all types of castor oil from the asian all types of conditioner nothing seems to work for me so once i started using the black owned one yeah everything started coming together like the actual nutrients are in the products yeah in comparison to the chemicals that they put in to the other one to make but it cheaper we're talking about reinvesting yeah. into our communities i would have i don't mind an asian man selling my shop by the end of the day a chinese man sells chicken and chips or um fish and chips so there's no problem in that but you need to hire yeah your, it's, uh, it's the, the exploitation in it yeah, yeah. It's the exploitation that's the problem. And they won't help out they won't help out a black hair shop no, owner that no. wants to open their business, but they'll no. um Thank help you. um somebody in near um Tottenham that is selling in Lewisham to open a business. Yeah. No, it's so true. We'll it's give true. them their distributors, but and a lot but of black the, businesses have actually said that that they won't get, like um won't release their, them. Um, yeah. The worst thing is you can't even actually even you can't blame them. You can you can because literally they're benefiting off of black people, but you can't blame them because I personally, when I see them, I'm literally just like, you really, you really snapped and you did a thing. Yeah. Black hair shops and chicken and chip shops. It's true. Post office, post office, post office. Those are those are things, yeah, that black people literally use like in abundance like off licenses chicken chip shops hair shops all of those and they 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 help their family up and then they bring their friends their cousins their aunties their uncles and they make it like a legit enterprise that's what we need to do exactly that's what we need we need to even i don't if i'm being honest with you even after i rebrand i want to get into something that they are very much capitalizing off so if (laughs) even if you own a hair shop because it makes money by the end of the day so i don't want to that's why even when the whole black pound day was happening i was like i want to see a black owned ketchup i want to see a black owned mayonnaise yeah. We need to be in spaces that we're not commonly in. are because yeah. there's a lot of us in the beauty industry and I think we should still be in the beauty industry because we need to come we up. We need to be own. in the day-to-day essentials. Also, the FMC one of the things yeah. we never actually even talk about as well, groceries and food. Have you realised, like, there is actually, and even I Googled it the and other day, there are, Korean, there are Korean, there are Vietnamese, there are Chinese. Mm. 
stores where they sell like pro- they sell like their own like products and stuff and groceries. Where is ours? I know one. In one I know one I as well. I mean, have to admit, there's one. There's, there's one, one in Tottenham that just opened. Small but there's there. five who are owned by Asians. <laughs> there's one that's it's owned by black people enough. and five who are owned by Asians. So yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I just think it's just about um, when we're building black wealth. Um, it's just more. It's not about a. F- one thing I've definitely said is that it's not about only me getting rich. Of course, I want to have loads of money. Let me not even come in front for you, lot. I want to have loads yeah. of money. That's we that's the want goal. you too as well. Amen. <laughs> but the the amen. But the only the, but one another thing is to employ my people. Yeah. Is to nepotism. If it's one one thing, if it's one thing, what people know, it's nepotism. Exactly. It's to bring my people. I want to. I want to have my people pack my orders. I want to have my people um, do well. One of my people actually do my rebrand. So yeah. is that I was actually gonna go with somebody that was um, like they're not they're not big, but they they know what they're doing. They can get the numbers basically. But I just thought, nah, my people can get numbers as well. So I'm just gonna go with my um, my mate. Um, yeah. Brie, and she's amazing and she's just equally as but she knows what i need and yeah. this is what we need to stop thinking that um the white man has all the answers because they don't we yeah. equally have the answers it's just yeah, because do. you're a bit too but it comes on both sides by the end of the day as well though let's not front like black people are, all, are always perfect as well but yeah. the same way as a white man a white man is not always always perfect but we need to stop seeing that as a barrier, as a barrier to yeah. getting our people into um certain jobs or um bringing them into something because it's definitely limiting us yeah. um so mm-hmm. that's my only um scare about when a business does go back and it's black owned what are we doing to circulate that wealth well, into yeah. the black community because it's more than us do you know what i mean yeah, that doesn't yeah. mean that you only make your um business only for black people yeah i don't i'm actually if it's not if it's not catered to black people only like if it's something that you can expand your market beyond black people 100 percent, go for it don't feel like you need to limit yourself yeah but mm-hmm. you know that okay you've down now expanded beyond like the demographic for example i've got cosplayers that yeah. doesn't mean i'm gonna hire all the cosplayers into my photo shoot it doesn't yeah. make sense yeah. I'm gonna hire the just being cosplayers yeah yeah i like if you see on my instagram now i try to make a balance so i'll allocate a, like wednesdays to posting all about cosplayers but the rest of the week is to post about what i would have posted before but yeah. it's a form inclusion and, yeah, and diversity and inclusion is important yeah this is what every yeah. branch should be doing <laughs> but <laughs> they are we're not. not asking for the we're not asking for the whole feed we're asking to be included somewhere just included we're here we, we live in yeah so it's just about um just making sure i now know that okay cosplayers have a potential like they're they're actually buying from me why am i not going to include them, them into yeah. my so they can see um, my exactly like it just doesn't make sense and that's the problem with a lot of big business owners um i'm not talking about black owned but i'm talking about like the corporations and stuff like yeah yes. they don't understand that that's all we're asking for we're not asking for your whole team to be black even yeah. the pull-up for change they're asking for just 10 percent 10 percent of let them be black yeah black not a bane black, black please yeah black. because it just seems that the bane will be one black person out yeah. of the 1200 no, not even BAME. the bane the bane would be one asian person <laughs> yeah out of it's, the, true. The it's true it's true it's <laughs> true absolutely true 
like when they asked them the politician how many black people do you have and he was there going we have two indians we have have diversity of thought i couldn't believe it i said diversity of thought i was like (laughs) you know i had to write the answer because he came hard he actually came hard because he said i have an answer for all you people i have an answer i've got an answer to your thoughts Oh my gosh, the woman was like, so does that mean you have no black people? <laughs> right, I love how she circles it back. She was like, yeah, but we're, we're, we're specifically talking about <laughs> black about people black here. People. <laughs> Honestly, laughable. Diversity of thought, no. Okay. That's what I'm going to start using. <laughs> is, your, is your business diverse? Is your characters diverse? Mm, diversity of thought. The thought. Have you considered yeah, that's that? It. <laughs> so what's no. next for you then? What do you what hope to achieve in the future? Will you be expanding? Are you allowed to tell us? <laughs> So I don't want to give out too much tea because okay, um, I do have competitors. Um, but um, uh, this is another thing. If you have somebody on the market that is um, that has a similar product to you, I won't lie. The human in me gets bitter. Oh, I get so bitter. I'm like, how dare you bring out that product? But I, <laughs> I, after a day, after a day, I then remember like you're you there's only one you there's only one me i have the creativity you may Mm -hmm. copy me as much as you like um in terms of anything that i do in terms of marketing wise or anything along the rise but you will never ever be better than me and i don't mean that they will never be they will never be me yeah exactly Exactly. not that they will never be better than me because success is uh, very subjective Subjective. yeah but you'll never be better than the original um because you're always behind like, when you imitate someone i read this quote before you're always behind you're never in front exactly that's you're true. never in front and that's when you imitate not saying that when you release the same product as me because someone can release so someone recently released a similar product but they had a niche to it mm. and even though i was bitter about what they released i also assessed my niche as well yeah. because you need to also look at it's not about the product itself you also have to consider pricing you have to consider location you have there's so much things that you put into play it's not about the product because if it was just about the product then mcdonald's will not exist or um no sorry burger king wouldn't exist or samsung will probably just be as nokia right now yeah but it's about it's about what you can offer the market if you ask apple user what's why do you like apple because everyone and then you ask an android user because uh i i just prefer the like the format of it apple's just a bit too complicated for me or whatever they all have different reasons on why they will go for both they 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 perform the same functions call in facetime video call whatsapp everything is the same yeah. but they have different functions and that's what you need to remember in business no matter what industry you are yeah. um so that's one thing that i've definitely taken on my back is that i don't get bit anymore i yeah. will definitely have a spot when i see somebody come out there's that's the human that's beverly that's the human. but yeah, yeah. i'll never allow it to consume me yeah. it actually makes me it pushes me harder to be more creative to the mm-hmm. top yeah mm-hmm. but in terms of what is next for me i think it's definitely expanding um Ooh, definitely reaching out um to more places um and to more people to more companies um and just really taking my product because i am going to redesign the product now um and really just because i think that actually it was because of what what my competitors brought out i was like okay i'm just going to redesign it and then make it better because i've had feedback i've had quite a lot of market research just from doing the product already 
So I now need to enact on that product and then make my brand as distinct from my product so I can introduce more product because that's why I really wanted to get rid of the Mia store because I just felt like it was there was no distinction between my product and my brand. I, yeah. I didn't even know which one was which myself. I, I didn't even have a name for my storage. That's how, that's so how the, it was. So will the product still, so, so basically the Mia store is going to go completely, the name. Yeah, oh, the name. okay. We're going to have to update this podcast. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But you know what? With a new name when it comes up. You'll just, the account will still be the same. It's just the name that will change. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug exciting. all your socials. Plug them all. Yeah, so plug your socials right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's at the Mia store. So T-H-E-M-E-Y-A, then store. Um, And it's across all socials. So that's going to be, that's all the names across all socials, including Facebook. (laughs) Well, you heard it here first, people. We're going to wrap up. Thank you so, so much. This has been so fun. And like, so, oh, I loved it. Such a pleasure, <laughs> honestly. You're so aspirational. Like, I love your entrepreneurial hustler spirit. So, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Beverly really came and dropped some real gems for us. Make mm-hmm. sure you go and check out all her socials and her business and buy a wig hanger. Keep it circulating in the community. So, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You know the drill. Stay booked, busy, and mind in your business. business. Bye. Bye.